Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus through the Word, one chapter per day. Day number 71 brings us to Genesis 46. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is good to be with you once more to see wonderful things in God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the truth of your Word and for the power of your Word and for the gift of your Word. Would you speak to us through your Word today and write it on our hearts? Help us to see you in your hand and in the word and through our lives and in your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 46. So Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here I am. Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you to Egypt, and I will bring you up again, and Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. Then Jacob set out from Beersheba. The sons of Israel carried Jacob, their father, their little ones, and their wives in the wagons that Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They also took their livestock and their goods, which they had gained in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his offspring with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters. All his offspring he brought with him into Egypt. Now these are the names of the descendants of Israel who came into Egypt. Jacob and his sons, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and the sons of Reuben, Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The sons of Judah, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. And the sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Issachar, Tola, Puva, Yob, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elon, and Jalil. These are the daughters, these are the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Paddan Aram, together with his daughter Dinah, although his sons and his daughters, altogether his sons and his daughters numbered thirty-three. The sons of Gad, Ziphion, Haggai, Shunai, Esbon, Arai, Eradi, Areli, the sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beriah, with Sarah, their sister, and the sons of Beriah, Heber, Heber, and Malkiel. These are the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to Leah, his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob, sixteen persons. The sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph, and Benjamin, and to Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potiphera, the priest of On, bore to him. And the sons of Benjamin, Bela, Beker, 
Ashbel, Gira, Naaman, Sorry, I lost my spot. And the sons of Benjamin, Bela, Beker, Ashbel, Gira, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Muppim, Huppim, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel who were born to Jacob, 14 persons in all. The son of Dan, Hushim. The sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, Guni, Jazer, and Shillam. These are the sons of Bilhah, whom Laban gave to Rachel his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob, seven persons in all. All the persons belonging to Jacob who came into Egypt, who were his own descendants, not including Jacob's sons, wives, were sixty-six persons in all. And the sons of Joseph, who were born to him in Egypt, were two, all the persons of the house of Jacob who came into Egypt were 70. Whew. Okay, a lot of names there. Okay, moving on. <laughs> he had sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to show the way before him in Goshen. And they came into the land of Goshen. Then Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, in Goshen. He presented him to him, himself to him and fell on his neck, and wept on his neck a good while. Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face, and know that you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and tell Pharaoh, and will say to him, My brothers and my father's household, who were in the land of Canaan, have come to me. And the men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of livestock, and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. When Pharaoh calls you and says, What is your occupation? You shall say, Your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, in order that you may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. That is Genesis chapter 46 in the ESV. So, after the beautiful, powerful climax of chapter 45, we have the ongoing resolution of this reunion as uh, God appears to Jacob in the land of Canaan. Uh, he goes to, to Beersheba and God, uh, he offers sacrifices there to God and God appears to him again. It's like the third vision of God uh, that Jacob's had. And he says, Jacob, Jacob, saying the name twice is a term of endearment. He says, here I am. He says, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid. Oh, fear is just this lifelong issue with Jacob. We've seen it in all these chapters. So obviously God has to say to him, do not be afraid. Oh, you fearful one, do not be afraid. Is God saying that to our hearts today? Oh, you fearful one, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt for there I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you. And I will also bring you up again, and Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. That's a powerful and beautiful promise. Go down. I'll make you into a great nation. I will go with you. I will bring you up again. Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. God is with Jacob. We've seen Jacob's sin. We've seen his unbelief. We've seen his fear-driven irrationality. 
We've seen his stumbling, we've seen his faithlessness, and we've seen God's persistent, pursuing grace. We've seen God's steadfast love in action as we've seen him pursue and redeem and carry and provide for Jacob throughout. And so they go down and we have this long list of people and and it's 12 tribes. 12 becomes the number of the people of God. Uh, there are 12 apostles in the New Testament. Uh, when we get to uh, Revelation, there's 24 elders around the throne representing the 12 uh, tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And then 144,000 is 12 times 12 times a, times 1,000. And then there's um, in, in the New Jerusalem, right, the gates of the city are uh, have the names of the 12 apostles, the foundations of the 12 tribes, or maybe the other way around, 12 tribes on the gates, 12 apostles. Anyway, 12 is the number of the people of God. Uh, God God has it that way, right? Um, and then there's, but how many of them are there? There's 70 total. When we get to, through all the lists, there's 70 total. Seven being the number of, the, of divine work, right? So three is the number of divinity and seven is the number of divine work. Uh, seven days of creation, seven spirits of God. Um, and then 10 is another number of completion. So you have seven and 10. So this is God's way of just putting his little mark on it to say, I'm, this is my work here. Okay. We had Abraham childless till he was hundred years old. He gets one child of promise, right? And then, uh, Isaac has two sons and, you know, we, we have we have the slow multiplication, 12 sons, and now you have 70 persons. Of course, they're going to come out a great multitude. In 400 years, there's going to be some a couple million of them uh, by the time we add them all up and get there. But it's God. It's God having his little mark on to say, this is my, my work in my timing. I'm keeping my promise. I'm faithful. I'm growing the people of God. I've got them numbered. And the number is a, is a significant number of seven times 10. And then we have God's provision even through prejudice. He uses the Egyptian prejudice against shepherds to separate out his people and put them in Goshen. Goshen was like the only place that wasn't right along the banks of the Nile where there was decent pasture land for uh, flocks. It got a little bit of rain from the Mediterranean. Um, it got a little bit of water so that you could have pasture land there. You weren't going to grow a lot of crops. You don't need as much moisture for pasture land as you do for actually growing crops. So all the irrigation and all the crop growing happened right along the Nile. Goshen was was set off a little bit different, but it was it was relatively green land for for land that wasn't right around the Nile, and that's where Israel got to live. The people of God settled there, and so God's providing for them graciously. Um, they're also able to live separately from the Egyptians so they can maintain their separate cultural identity, their separate um, worship of the one true God, which they're not so great at maintaining, but it's there so that they can do that. And also, years and years later, 400 years later, when the plagues come, it allows God to make a clearer distinction as the plagues come and they only fall on the Egyptians and they don't fall in Goshen where God's people are living. So God is always in control. He knows what he's doing. We don't need to be afraid on our journey through this life, even when it takes us down into the Egypts of this world where darkness is great and idolatry is great and unbelief is great. Even in the Egypts of life, we cannot be afraid because God is with us. He's given us the same promises. He's, got, he's with us 
He'll bring us up out of this place into his own presence. He'll be with us even through death. He'll be the shepherd to lead us into our eternal home. And, and in the meantime, in our pilgrim journey in this world, he's going to provide for us. Even in the world's prejudice against Christians, if we're, if we're outspoken about our faith and we're clear, not obnoxious, but outspoken and clear about our faith, we will be sort of mm, ostracized by the world, but that'll be good for us. God will provide. God is faithful. We can trust him. Amen? All right, let's pray. And tomorrow we'll take us back to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 18. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your faithfulness to us through our pilgrim journeys, even through the Egypts of this world. You are faithful and strong. We trust you. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow.